this fucking Google, Julie. Why wouldn't a search be included? That's what makes us a great duo. Yes. One of us listens, one of us doesn't. Exactly. (laughs) Sometimes scary, but always fun. (laughs) Yeah, you're never sure if you should take your hands off and put them up in the air or hang on tight. Uh, Read my fucking headline, Bozo the Clown. I'm already a best-selling author. Hello, and welcome to Defeat the Chaos. I'm Julie, and today we have a special guest co-host. So before I break all that news down for you. Let me tell you a little bit about the show. Defeat the Chaos is about the highs and lows of being an entrepreneur and sometimes just about the highs and lows of life. So whether you're looking for direction on how to be more successful as an entrepreneur or if you're just looking for someone to share in the struggle, this is the show for you. Today's show is a special one. Cheryl Devon joins me as the guest co-host. Corey is busy with their restaurant and he needed a break. So he's got the week off. But as they say in show business, the show show must go on. Oh, there you go. You stole my line, you motherfucker. I was going to do it with you. I wanted to do it in stereo. (laughs) That works too. (laughs) So if you tuned in last week, you heard Cheryl and I talking about how we were rivals in high school. Not not really. Cheryl was afraid of me and I was terrified. Yeah. And I was mostly just living my best life, oblivious to the rest of the world. You know, kind of how teenagers do it. So welcome to the show. Hi. How you doing, Cheryl? You know, I'm good. I'm good. It's not everybody who can get me up this early anymore. Um, You know, it used to be a regular thing for me, but I'm here for you. I'm mostly because I'm afraid you're going to hurt me again. So. Oh, stop. <laughs> stop. Listen, we got a lot of like cool, fun stuff to talk about today. But before we go there. Yeah. May I rant for a little bit? Oh, please do. I look forward to this. I am. Grab your coffee. If you must pour some bourbon in it, because here it comes. I am so unbelievably fucking tired of Joe Biden and the (laughs) left. Like, okay, here we go. So now I see this morning this breaking news that the House Democrats have introduced a bill that would remove Justice Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch and Brett Kavanaugh from the Supreme Court. Right. What? Yes. So they are actually the legislation is titled the Supreme Court Tenure Establishment and Retirement Modernization Act. And it actually puts term limits on all justices and authorizes the president to nominate Supreme Court justices every two years. These motherfuckers will stop at nothing so, to get what they want. When when are they going to introduce term limits on themselves within Congress? Thank that's, you. You know, when they when they start doing that fucking stuff, that's when I'll go, okay, maybe. But obviously, the con- there is no constitution anymore because or they, they don't know how to read. Because none of this shit it should be happening ever. I don't care who's in power. You don't. Ugh. They're so frustrated over Roe v. Wade, which, by the way, like, look, I, I don't know how dumb people are Pretty when dumb. they're like, oh, my God, the abortion is gone. And like, I got a lot of thoughts on this for OK, pro choice, like whatever. Do Do what you want. Your body don't care. Right. I don't care. Do what you want. Why, why do people not understand 
that the Constitution does not protect the right to an abortion. It's not in the fucking Constitution. That's it's, why it's the Supreme Court the sent it back to the states. Because so, of the way it was written originally. In, right. In this, I mean, for God's sake, it's it's up to the states. You don't, you don't like the way your state is handling it? Vote those motherfuckers out and put in somebody you need, you know? Or move to a different state. Either way. Right? Okay, so that's part one of my rant. Part two of my rant is that Biden administration is expected to declare monkeypox a health emergency to which he is now asking for $7 billion. Oh, you know, because the economy's in great shape. Yeah, between this money laundering motherfucker sending money to the Ukraine all the time. Yeah. And now, like, what, we're $7 billion for monkeypox for? I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure we're all aware how monkeypox is transmitted. Right. Like, and, I'm not it, in danger not. of getting it. Yeah. yeah, I um, I have a theory that that uh, Uncle Joe isn't actually even with us anymore. You know how they did the the holographic images, the concerts for Tupac? <laughs> <Prince>. <laughs> I, I'm pretty certain that he's a hologram at this point, but he's not there. They should have hired Tupac's group because he's glitching. He is glitching. I keep expecting when I look at that bicycle video to see that professional wrestler Randy Orton <laughs> coming out of nowhere and delivering the RKO. That's what happened to him when he came off of his bicycle. That's that's my theory. I know it might be a little out there. I think it's as good of a theory as any. Uh, God, I, it, it's just like I. I wish I was surprised about some of we are so in the ditch as a country. We're in the fucking ditch. And I'm like, we gotta we we nobody is enlisting in the military anymore. Right? Because like they, it, it's not it's not a friendly place to be. No, they're they've weakened our military. We are we are an embarrassment on the national stage. I mean, look, when our strongest person we can send over to Taiwan is Nancy fucking Pelosi. And then <laughs> China comes in and says, I dare you. And then we back. Yeah. We, like, yeah, can you imagine telling Donald Trump he couldn't go to Taiwan? <laughs> that would be he a would, huge mistake. He would tell you how big his nukes were and show you how big his balls were. And nobody wants to see that. Honestly, nobody wants to see his balls. <laughs> no one. I, well, he does. Yeah, I was gonna say I kind of do. <laughs> you want to see? Well, not see? not in not not in a. You dirt. think they're orange? Well, not in. A <laughs> <laughs> Just I thought I'd ask. You know, not in a dirty sexual way, but in a I I'm listen. I honestly miss the mean tweets. I miss them. It was pretty entertaining. I don't. Not even that. Like I at least I knew that we had somebody who was like an actual leader in charge and not a holog glitchy hologram. I mean, Jesus, yeah. I'm sure you've seen the the. The little small little uh, what do you call it? Like clip of Kamala Harris introducing herself as a she, her, and I'm sitting at the table and I'm wearing a blue suit and I'm like, what the fuck is happening right now? She's <laughs> using predictive text. <laughs> I swear to God, every time she speaks, it's she's just picking the middle word out of her predictive text. <laughs> That's actually very funny. That's funny. It, well, think of, I mean, listen to her. Go back and, and check it out. It is. Every time she opens her mouth, I could do the same sentence using predictive text. Oh, it's 
it's like she's like just got a dictionary for Christmas and she's learning the big words, you know, the thesaurus comes for her birthday, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just oh, it's so unbelievably sad. I need I need somebody with some sanity back in charge. I need I need a we need a hostile takeover, Cheryl. I'm I could go hostile. I could. I could do this. I'm in with you. I I've got several gardening implements and a wood chipper. We could do this. Now no. I'll probably get arrested. So now we're on. Now we're on. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Now we're on a watch list. Uh -huh. Cheryl. I know. I, here, five minutes into the show, and look, we, we're already on a on a watch list. Thanks to me. All right, let's get into the topics. Let's let's dive into. We we titled this show today. God, what did we title it? Rivalries. Rivalry to rewards. Yeah, rivalry yeah. to rewards. I wrote so, that down. Good, good job. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I love it. So, oh, before we do that, though, let's play a fun little game. Okay. I'm, I'm down. Because, you know, you we didn't, I'm just going to say we didn't really know each other in high school. I'm not going to say we didn't no. like each other. We didn't know each other. I can, I can say it. I didn't like you because okay. you scared That's, me. And the, for, there's different reasons for it, too. And you're not even aware, probably. That's so random, man. I, I'm. It's okay. It's. I don't. Your you, sister scared me too. Well, I know, which is weird because, like, so my sister is like a hundred times nicer than I am. A hundred. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Okay. It's really. I don't. It's actually I'm resentful of how nice she is. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I I may need to rethink this one. Every, I may have to try to reconnect with Carol then. Everybody loves Carol. Everybody. Okay. All right, I'm going to I'm going to give it a fair shake then. Yeah. Okay. So, let's five words to describe what we thought of the other person or thought the other person was in high school. All right. Are we are we like taking turns with a word or are we just doing the list? No, you just give me your list and then I'll give you mine. All right. So, <laughs> of course, the first number one was uh, and this is going way back. I don't sure, think sure, there's sure. any more. Well, sort of mean. <laughs> I'm not mean. Mean. That's the way. Yo, you can be mean. Even mean. now, though, no. So sometimes, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't even. You don't hear it. I think it's it's the tone. I'm direct. I think it's Cheryl. That's called direct. Well, okay. Well, there's direct, and then there's then there's Julie direct. So as I've got as I've known you over the past several years, again, also I, I know better. Also, over text, people tend to infer tone. It's like if you can't No, this isn't even with tone. This is like when you and I are on a Zoom or on a phone. There are some times where I'm like, ooh, that's a little harsh. But I, I but I, I know you. It, <laughs> okay. You know? All right. That's All right. Great. So mean, mean, mean. mean. So number two, athletic. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's that is a true story. So number three, I thought you were popular. I was kind of popular. Yes. Okay. So so far I'm I'm batting a hundred percent on my list right now. Yeah. yeah even yeah. though you disagree with the mean part. Number four, I thought you were a partier. I was a partier. Okay. I, I went to English class drunk more than a few times, and English was at 8 30 in the morning. Yeah, that was was that with O'Malley or was that with, with Pixie? Yeah. yeah, I had O'Malley. Yeah, yeah. She she didn't like you either. <laughs> I I am not surprised. For that reason. I am not surprised. Um, and then uh, five, brash. Ooh, I don't even think I know what that word means. That's we need that's Kamala overly, Yeah, we, we need our, our predictor. We need her, her dictionary that she got for Christmas. Uh, brash, just so direct and in your face and, and not worrying about, about being nice, you know, nothing diplomatic about it. You just, you just bit. 
you mm-hmm. know, and, and half the time I didn't even know why you were biting. You know, what's funny is I can, so I'm not trying to justify my brashness, right? Right. Okay. Um, but I can tell you, I can now look back and connect dots and say, I, if I was brash, which I'll accept that. Okay. It was because I am so protective of the little guy of the people. And why that, didn't you de- protect me? Well, let me tell you what I thought of you. What oh, I thought you were. Maybe we you'll, and maybe you'll understand why. Okay. Okay. So the words that I have for you, there's there's some compound words in here too. Okay. Oh my lord. Okay. So I it's singular. I thought you were incredibly smart. Incredibly smart. Like when I think of you, I think brainiac. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Then I yeah. I faked it better than I thought. I thought you were an overachiever. That's true. That one was true. Yeah. I thought you were a nerd. Like you hung out with the nerds, man. That's because nobody else would have me. Well, no. Okay. Julie Hulquist was not a nerd. And Julie and I were the best of friends. That's true. Julie was an athlete would be the first word I would use to describe. She also she also was, you know, up in the the homecoming um royalty and everything else yeah she was she was she did she was she one of the princesses yeah she came in right behind ann siegel so was it you then ann siegel then julie hallquist oh no 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 that's homecoming oh Oh. i wouldn't have i don't think i even got a single vote for homecoming oh so ann siegel was our homecoming queen right right yeah yeah right andy was the king uh yes okay i think no no matt lands julie's husband Oh, that's right. Now, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, Matt was Matt is highly likable. Okay. So smart, like I- incredibly intelligent, overachiever, nerd. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Dramatic. Well, I was in theater and speech debate. What do you expect? Yeah. Yeah. And here's the one that's going to get you, I think. Okay. Outgoing. And that's, that was a problem. I wasn't outgoing. Well, no, I wasn't. I, I wasn't. No, I didn't say any of these were a problem. Oh, no, well, no. But, okay. but that's okay. why I didn't think you needed to be protected because that makes you sense. were all of these really like big things to me. You know, so wow. I, and yeah. I was terrified of you. And I, I swear to God, you told me you were the one that toilet paper. I, did, I, did. I, 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 I did not. I was so drunk on barbecue days and just wanted that shit over with. So that was not me. Okay. That was not me. Because I, I don't know who it was, it. but it wasn't me. Okay. Well, I, I thought it was funny, but. All right. So, so that's, that's funny because one of the first things we were going to dive into was like kind of that high school rivalry, right? Where you establish, I think, I think so many times when you think about rivals, whether this be, you know, when you're a kid and I don't know that we have a lot of kids that listen to us, but if we do do, I'm really sorry about all the cursing early on. Yeah. Your parents should be you know, watching and listening yeah, to what you're doing a lot closer. Yeah. 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 That's poor parenting on their it part. It is. That's, that's not your fault, kids. That's your yeah. parents. And fault. you can tell your parents they're poor. Absolutely. Parents. Yeah. Tell them from us. We don't care. Hard um, <laughs> <laughs> Then we can't. So, so there's these, you know, there's, there's rivalries that exist like pretty much all our, you know, our entire lives. Right. But what I wonder is how many of them are made up in our heads? They don't even really exist. Like you thought we were rivals. And I was like, yeah, I just thought you were like in a different group of friends because you were, you know, a popular, nerdy, outgoing, dramatic type. No, I wasn't popular at all. And I was 
you know, I was just hanging on to the people that that would actually give me the time of day back where we grew up. It's why most of my friends were from out of town, because I I didn't feel as as threatened or as, you know, beneath everyone as I did with with the people in our own town. I I didn't feel good about myself there. And it was it was weird. I mean, it's why I I'd hang out after school and hang out with the teachers and and stuff because I didn't think anybody wanted to hang with me. That's that's it, it's so funny, right? The the way that and I, I think it, like I wrote a blog about this or an article about this just yesterday, right? Like, yeah, we're, we're, it's so myopic the view as kids, right? We don't we're like really we we can't like everything we're doing is sort of to protect what we know or protect what we don't want someone else to know. And that's that's what I was going to hit on is I think a lot of times as we're growing up and and it carries over into adulthood is what I've seen. We are so worried about what other people will find out about us or perceive as being not, you know, perfect that we we create these rivalries. We we create these scenarios and these situations in an in an effort to keep people at arm's length so they don't see what our weaknesses and vulnerabilities are. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that's why the, you know, the word um mean like cuts really deep for me because um my mom was mean as a snake, right? Yeah. And, and you knew my dad. And I do not like the one behavior, the one attribute that I cannot tolerate in other people, I cannot stand is meanness, right? Like when somebody yeah, is yeah. mean, I, I'm like, I, I've got no comeback for that because it like cuts me really deep, really. Now, you know, I don't think you're mean, mean anymore. In fact, one of the one of the most fun things that I've had happen over the past, you know, decade or whatever is, is that. You and I, I don't even know how we reconnected, oh, but it was, it was, it was exciting. It's that it was kind of the group text thing, right? Where it started on Facebook where Berta was messaging me and, and then she was messaging you and, and Berta is a, a friend of ours from a high yeah, school. Yeah, Bird's great. Yeah. And we um, just created like this group because it's like, we were just sending the same messages on repeat. Because we ended and up then, on a phone call yeah, then early we, on yeah, and then fine. it was fun. Yeah. 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 And it's kind of funny because it's like, I think, I, you know, so there's four of us from high school that uh, talk like pretty much daily. Oh, yeah. Like, via group text. And we're, we're banned in seven countries for some of the stuff we come out with. Pretty much. So we use Signal so no one can trace it. Exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> Encrypted. We're, it's a very unlikely group. Yeah, because I don't think. Well, you, OK, you and Bird were close friends. We were very good friends. In high and school. and Bird and I were we were friends. I wouldn't say we were close friends. We were friends. Um, but Lisa, uh, Lisa came out of left field. Yeah, she did. And I would have, I would have never predicted honesty, the four of us. She's the most nuts out of all of us. It's, it's probably true. And that's saying something. That really is. Yeah. So, you know, and I, did, I don't even remember Lisa from high school at all. Like, I know she was in our class, but I'm, I don't remember her. I remember. I, I, I do. She scared me. You, all of you scared me. Why were you I was ter- scared? I was terrified of all Why of you. were you such a pussy in high school? Well, probably because of the family background that I was trying to hide so desperately. 
Yeah. Um, you know, it was, let's, let's just face it. My, my dad and his family weren't exactly um, the nicest of people and, and they didn't treat uh, the kids, especially the women in the family very nicely. So I was, I was going in from a place of, of fear anyway. Um, you know, that fight or flight mode was on 24 seven. So any that can't perceived- be good for the cortisol levels. Uh, no, no, you know, and I'm, I'm still trying to unravel that baggage, but it, uh, you know, you go in with that, that fight or flight level. And so you're always with your head on a swivel looking for a threat, you know, whether real or just perceived. And so anyone that, that was kind of, you know, puffing up and, and threatening in any way, I was just like, no, I, I get enough of that at home. I'm. I'm just, I'm going to, I'm going to just head out this way. I'll, I'll let you guys do your thing. How much do you think our, um, like high school, like junior high and high school experience plays a role in what, how we become as adults? I think it plays a huge experience. I think it, you know, at, at during those years, those formative years, we're building up our, our safe, safe behaviors, you know, our safe zones. And we get very comfortable in our sense of security. And, you know, people will say that, what, what, what are we all, what are we all in pursuit of? The pursuit of happiness. I would challenge that. We are in the pursuit of feeling safe. Yes. And we'll we'll just, sacrifice, we'll I sacrifice happiness. Did, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. We'll sacrifice happiness for safety every day of the week. Not me. And I won't either, not anymore. But it took oh. a long time. I mean, you build those habits. Yeah. You know, right? Going through um, grade school, junior high, high school, you, you want to you be included. You want to belong. You want to feel safe and comfortable. And we equate that safety and that comfort with happiness. What we don't seem to understand is that later in life, that becomes that giant hurdle that we can't get over. And, and, and it is so ingrained in us that we have difficulty understanding, okay, why am I not getting ahead here? Why am I, why am I not hitting that next threshold, that next goal, that whatever? It's because we are so trained to go for the safe route that, yeah. that we don't take the risk that we need in order to hit that next level. Yeah. I'm sure that you've heard me tell this story before, Cheryl, where, so I was maybe ninth grade, eighth or ninth grade, right around there. Right. And um, my dad had decided to leave his, you know, safe company job and start his own business. And I can remember <clears throat> it was like a Friday night and he sat the family down to tell us the ones that it would have mattered to, right? So me, my younger siblings, and maybe my brother, Tim, who's like a little bit older than me. Mm -hmm. Um, And he went, sat us down to tell us that he was leaving his job and he was starting his own business. And I said, "Are, are you sure? Like, what if you fail and we lose the house? Like, that was my, I, I like, I think that's a fair question. Right. So I think now, right. So if I had said, if, if somebody said that to me and maybe people did, I don't remember, right. When I, you know, started going out on my own, but like, 
I, I wonder, like, I don't remember his response. It was probably something to the equivalent of shut the fuck up. Right. Uh, knowing, knowing him. Yeah, probably. But, but the, the, the thing is like uh, safety. Right. But I was like, what, 14, 15. So I was like, dude, where are we going to live if this doesn't work? But, and, and I don't, I mean, I had no insight into their financial situation. So I, I, I truly didn't know. Right. But now I know like, I would scrap and claw my way out of a hole before I would go back to a corporate job now. Like, Oh, 100%. I'm not doing it. No. And it's, and it has very little to do with safety. Doesn't even enter into the equation for me. It is all about the, ha the happiness, but also control. And I don't want someone else telling me what to do because I've, I will till my dying day, I will say this big companies do not deliver fucking value. They take Agreed. more than they give. And I want to be on the opposite side of that equation. I want the scales to balance differently for what I do. And yet we've been, con you know, conditioned our whole lives to feel like somebody else will take care of us. It goes back to that safety thing. Yeah, it goes. I mean, the only the only thing that we were worried about in those formative years was our own personal safety. Will someone take care of us? And that carries over into, into the careers. Now, for some reason, you and I, and, and, you know, maybe you and you listening here, uh, you know, we've managed to get through it. We've gotten over that hurdle, but now it's time to dig even deeper and figure out where are the places that subconsciously we're trying to keep ourselves protected that might be preventing us from moving to that next level. Right. And that, you know, you, because you have to, you have to be constantly putting yourself out there and selling in a way. Right. But not in a I'm not saying it in a sleazy way. Right. But you have got to get over the discomfort of selling. Of, and, and not be worried about, you know, yeah. people's perception because you'll get the right people. Yeah. You'll, you'll find your, you know, you'll find the right people. We found each other after how yeah. many years? Yeah. We did. So it, it happens, you know, it's, it's a matter of breaking, breaking down those safety nets, right? That's what it is. It's a net. And what do nets do? They catch you. Right. And not and, always in the good way. No. And the funny thing is that you can look at, um, if you need to create a rivalry in your mind to motivate yourself to get ahead, then create the fucking rivalry. You know what I mean? But it doesn't have rivalries to like, can work. Yeah. Yeah. They can benefit you. They don't have to be like, you know, this like, vitriol is vitriol is it vitriol 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 vitriolic yes yeah they vitriolic i didn't even know that was a word wow look it at, is you could teach kamala harris a thing or you two. know <laughs> i'm not sure that she's teachable but you know <laughs> i if if i could write her predictive text i think it would do wonders God, wouldn't really that be would. fun <laughs> see now now you've got me rolling here going Hmm, I wonder if there's a way to hack her predictive text. That would be so much fun. That's probably going to get you in trouble with. Yeah, I'm NSA. I'm on. I'm getting I'll have a door knock here soon, I'm sure. <laughs> but, I, you know, so rivalries can work to your benefit as an adult if you're using them to as a way to sort of motivate yourself. Now, I'm not a big believer in motivation. I, motivation only lasts for so long, right? But if it's something that'll get you off the starting block, then I say- Motiv Motivation is a, good, is a good fuse to light, but action. Action is where the bang in your dynamite is. Just take that leap. 
you know, launch and adjust. Yeah, yeah th- that's the key. Launch, then adjust, right? So many people wait for perfection to launch, which is stupid. Yeah, I mean, you're not, you can have all the belief you want until you have experience. It doesn't mean shit. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. You, know, you, you build belief. Right. We're about to go to a break. And listen, when we come back, I want to talk about Eastern medicine versus Western medicine. (laughs) This should be good. I've I've got some questions for you. I want to get your input on something that I'm trying that I'm not actually sure if I've been like suckered into something or if I'm on the tip of like life changing actions here. I'm ready for you. All right. Well, we will be right back after the break. So stay tuned. Hey, everybody, it's Corey and Julie from Defeat the Chaos. Our show on the Voice America Business Channel is for small business owners, entrepreneurs, and winners. If you're a loser, scram. Yeah, scram losers. Defeat the Chaos hits on the struggles of what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We celebrate the wins and we dissect the losses. And unlike most boring business shows, we aren't that. We like to have fun. We have informative guests on. We talk about current events that affect small businesses. And there's plenty of gambling talk because risk and owning a small business go hand in hand. Oh, and we record live, so there's no editing or production if we screw up, which we do. So join us every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel or catch the replays whenever you have time. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. And welcome back. We are here at Defeat the Chaos. I'm Cheryl Devon, your guest co-host with the incredible and not so mean Julie Traxler. There you have it. <laughs> there you have it. All right. This, you know what? That that first half was a lot of fun, but I want to get yeah, it was a good time. really serious right now. Okay. I want to talk about medicine. Let me adjust my glasses. I'm ready. Okay, perfect. Listen, you know, I'm not a big believer in Western medicine for a lot of reasons. Like, first off, my mom shunned Western medicine in every way possible. <laughs> I, I should have. Uh, Ultimately, it's probably the reason she's no longer with us because she just did not believe in Western medicine at all. But not funny. It's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing about my mom dying. It's not funny. It was was terrible. It it is, but you got to laugh to get through the the pain. So right on, right on. Okay, but I I do believe in Eastern medicine. I believe in Eastern medicine. Okay. Yes, been around for billions of years. Okay, so listen, I recently made this investment and I'm not sure if I have fallen prey to some scam or if you're not marrying a Nigerian prince, are you not yet? Not yet. Okay. I expect a wedding invitation, but this is the thing. Have you ever seen the ads on social media for those little like 
detoxing foot pads. Oh my God. I bought some of those at one point. Yes, I did. did? Yeah, I did. I had like, no. (laughs) How long? Oh, I have so many questions because listen, I went heavy and invested. I I invest, I bought like enough for like 50 days. (laughs) Right. So I'm like, I'm going to use them for, and I'm on, I just finished day three. Okay. And, um, and let me guess gross. They were gross. They were black. They were nasty. They, they, yes, all true facts. And, but I'm kind of thinking that's how it's supposed to be for the first, you know, couple of weeks. So how long did you use them for? I ended up, I bought a hundred, but I only used about a week's worth. I did it twice a day for a week because I'm like, okay, a little is good, but maybe I got a lot, maybe I got a lot. You know, I, I tend, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to go bigger at home. Right. So, <laughs> I, so twice a day, morning and night. And it was always, it was always the weird, you know, same funky colors. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's just foot dirt. And, but my feet were clean. Right. And, yeah, mine too, man. and I'm like, no, this isn't making sense. And then I started digging and digging and realized that it's a chemical reaction. There's something that they have in the paper that actually makes it turn color with the oils in your skin. And I, I, at least that's what I've come up with. I think it's just pure bullshit. Well, I'm going to listen. I'm, I'm course committed. I am going to do it. How many times have you done it so far? Just three. Just three. And this might sound gross. Um, did you smell them? I hate to admit it, but <laughs> yes. Yes, I did. I even let, I let my pets smell them, the dog and the cat. Did they dog? No, the, well, the cat made that, you know, how they sniff and then they you do that ew face, that ugh. Um, the one cat did that. The dog, the dogs were like, mm, yeah, okay, I don't care. You know, yeah. I'm sure they've smelled worse, so. So I, yeah, ducks smell their own butts. So obviously they've smelled worse. It, it, so this was not as impressive as a dog butt. What came out I, of my feet. I smelled, now granted, I really haven't had much of a sense of smell since I had COVID in, you know, 2021, right? January of 2021. But. Yours didn't come back. No, I still don't really have. Mine came back better. Mm, I did learn how to retrain my smell, but that's a whole different topic. Okay. But, which I haven't started yet because I just remembered now that somebody told me how to do it. You have um, to do this. I, I smelled them, no smell whatsoever. And I feel like, I feel like they're, it's going to work. I, I really, I have very, very high expectations that this, because I just think, you know, in Eastern medicine, the foot is so important. Like, think about it. When you have a bad cough, you put Vicks on your feet, you stop coughing. And put a right? sock over it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I do. So your feet control a lot of things. So reflexology it, is, is a big thing with the feet too. Yeah. So yeah, it makes sense to me that these foot pads might actually. Maybe be, I just didn't have the right foot pads. I don't know, but I'm going to, I'm, I, I also think you probably didn't try it for long enough. Cause they say like, you got to do it for like at least 30 days. Yeah. But I was doing it twice a day. Yeah. A week. So that's like 14. That's halfway there. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know that that's how it works. I can't dispute it. I don't, I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Okay. So maybe I'll order some more foot pads. We'll get the same brand. Yeah. And okay. you're going in from a place of belief. So, yeah. and, and it could be a placebo effect for you. I'm going in from a place of this is bullshit. Yeah. But I'm you not sure do this. I don't know what I'm supposed to feel when it's done. <laughs> Other than relieved that that 
crap isn't on the bottom of your feet anymore? I, I don't, don't know. Think it's on the bottom of my feet. My feet. No, it's a chemical mean. reaction. I I do I I don't believe that. I believe that this is Eastern medicine voodoo magic. It's magic sucking. It's basically Chinese magic. The toxins out of my body. That's why I believe. Am I crazy? You know, it almost makes sense because when you think about all of the products that you buy, I mean, you probably got your foot pads from Amazon too. Everything from Amazon is from the same place and they are notorious. Some of the producers of products are notorious for lead and all of these toxic materials coming in. So why wouldn't they do like this, the circle of life? product exchange where they put toxins into your system with the stuff they're producing. And then they put a detoxifying foot pad out there too. It, it's just, it makes sense to me. I think it's a, a sound business model, honestly. Interesting. Not ethical, but sound. Uh, did you see that Amazon's getting into healthcare now? That really concerns me. You know, the thing I'm most concerned about right now the land in North Dakota outside of our, like the biggest base we have in the, it's either North or South Dakota. I think it's North Dakota. The biggest base we have in the country where they monitor all military flights and action. I know where it is. Cause we almost got sent there. China just bought up like thousands of acres next to it. Yes, they did. And they're doing it around the country. We actually had a call. We had a call this, this past week. And it was obviously a foreign woman, Chinese. And they always call my cell phone number asking for Chris because apparently when he re renegotiated our, our cell phone packages, he put his name on for everybody's phone. <laughs> so yeah, of That's course it. he did, right? So I get this call and she's like, I would like to speak to a Christopher. And I'm like, no, no, this is his wife. What do you need? And she said, uh, we just recently bought homes in your area and I knew where it was going. And I'm like, no, we're interested to know if he is willing to sell his property. I said, I don't care if he's interested or not. It's my property too. And I'm telling you, no, but Christopher, and I'm like, but Christopher can kiss my ass because we're not selling my home and you can too click block. But that concerns me because they're starting to come into our neighborhood and they're buying up properties too. What is going on? They're buying, I mean, they're, it's, it's a land grab right now. And I'm, I'm concerned. Maybe I'm paranoid. Mm, Maybe I, I am, but I, you're paranoid. I, I am. Well, I am paranoid, but on this one, I don't know if I am. No, I don't think so. I think that this is, you know, all part of the, the, the grand plan, right? The new, the reset. Yeah, because if you can't like look, if 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 we make things so expensive that farmers can't afford to farm, they start and they have to sell or they lose their farms, the, the government is buying that up. And who's gonna be controlling the government? The person who owns the land and who is own, owning the land right now? China. China and Bill Gates. <laughs> well, Bill Gates is China as far as I'm concerned. But that concerns me. I'm wondering if Amazon is getting into healthcare because of all the stuff that the Gates Foundation is doing. And again, we go back to rivalries. Gates, 
it used to be Bezos, um, you know, all of these, these different people, these big, you know, bazillionaires. And now they're all competing for who is going to be in charge with this great reset coming. Yeah. You know what rivalry I'm here for right now? Musk and Twitter. Elon Musk and versus Twitter. The world. Elon <laughs> Musk versus Sergey Brin. Man, when that news dropped earlier in the week, I was like, ooh, he's building some rivalries right now. Musk is hilarious. You know, I was never a Musk fan. I'm beginning to become a Musk fan because he's just he's just he he's just throwing it out there. And and even if I don't agree with some of it, although I, I tend to I tend to right now, it's it's entertaining as hell. It's 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 like what we talked about earlier with the mean tweets from Trump. You don't have to like him, but it certainly was far more entertaining than this predictive text holographic shit we're dealing with right now right like elon musk just walks around with his middle finger stuck up all the time he really does but of course when you you know are worth a bazillion 73 dollars um you know he's a smart dude though he's got a gold gold encrusted diamond encrusted middle finger he really he really does and you know the funny thing is like everybody's like pissed at at musk for like the you're either elon musk you either love him or you hate him right and people are really like angry at him for everything he does like, they used to love him i know until he started doing this until yeah. he moved out of california and started showing this well his employees like um filed complaints that uh god what did they file complaints over and he, he fucking turned around and fired them all he was like fuck, fuck you, you. Yeah. i don't care i don't because he wanted you know, they, the employees wanted a more fair workplace. And he's like, sorry, like, this is how it works. Here's the thing that people have forgotten with work. And it, it has nothing to do with you need to have, you know, this or, or this person or whatever. I don't, I don't care who's there. I really don't care. You could be striped. You could be okay. If they're, if they're a little person, I might care. Cause I, I have a phobia and it's illogical, but that's a whole other story. I don't care who it is. If they are the best at their job, that's who should be there. The very best, the most talented people should be in the position. I don't care if that's man, woman, or otherwise. I don't care if they're spotted, striped, bald, uh, long flowing cousin it hair. I don't care. Are they good at what they do? Are they the best candidate? That's all I ever have cared about. And I, I suspect Musk is the same way. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, funny. I was I don't know if I I know I told you the story about the epic fail at the um, a couple of weeks ago at the um conference where I spoke and I was just it was not great. Right. I was not prepared. But one of the I'm so uh, proud of you for doing oh, it, though. One of the other speakers, this guy, his name's Tommy Mello, and he owns A1 Garage Doors, which is Tommy just- Mello. Mello, yeah, that is like one of the greatest names I've ever heard. Yeah, Tommy and he looks Mello. like he looks like Rob Gronkowski, <laughs> right? That's nice. Okay. And he's got a huge personality. He's a totally likable guy, right? And yeah. he headquartered, I think, in Scottsdale or someplace in Arizona, and okay. um, big big company, like poised to make a ton of money this year, right? So he's like, he's a great leader. But he was telling, he was speaking and he was telling this story about like, you know, Corey and I have long had this joke that 
every policy exists because somebody fucked up or somebody did something they shouldn't have done, right? That's why policies are put in place, especially when it comes to HR. So (laughs) he didn't have have an employee handbook. And, um, you know, when you are installing garage doors, you're working with your hands all the time, right? Like, yeah. So your hands, this guy came in, one of his best employees came in and across his knuckles, he had fuck you tattooed. And Tommy, (laughs) Tommy was like, what the hell, man? And so the guy's like, well, where does it say I can't do it? And Tommy's like, okay. Right. So he creates a handbook. handbook, And then he never says one way or the other, if he fires this guy or if the guy keeps his job. And so when I, he should have kept him. When I got Just on tape the fingers, I literally was like that. I wanted to ask Tommy. That was the first thing I was going to ask Tommy. Did you fire that guy? But you should have. Tommy wasn't there. He had <sighs> stepped away. So I couldn't ask him. So at dinner that night after like everybody was kind of done eating, I went over and sat at, next to Tommy at his table. And I was like, Tommy, I'm like, I, I got to know. Are a motherfucker. You left us hanging. And he's like, with what? And I'm like. Did you keep the guy or did you fire him? Did fuck you knuckle guy get fired or did he keep his job? And he goes, I fired him. I fired him. And I said, really? And he's like, he was really good at his job, Julie, but I cannot have somebody with fuck you written on their knuckles working with my customers. So let me ask you this. Did, did the guy, did the guy refuse to cover it up? I don't. I, I, that's all, that's all the details I have. I could, I would have, I, I probably would have done that follow-up because if, Maybe if the we'll guy refused to follow Tommy Mello, yeah, I, I need to meet Tommy Mello now because now I have questions. First of all, I love his name, but secondly, now I have questions. It wasn't a matter of, of, you know, because the, the guy was right. Fuck you. Knuckles guy was right. There was nothing that stated he couldn't have it. And so it was put into place after he was already there the employee handbook. Now, once it's established, he he has two choices, either comply with the changes that are made or I'm sorry, you have to go. So my question is, did fuck you knuckles guy, you know, just say, no, I don't have to do this. I'm not, I'm not covering it because I mean, there's, there's fingerless gloves, there's tape, there's, there's a lot of things that you could do. Can you imagine being known as fuck you knuckles? <laughs> I can now. <laughs> I wouldn't be. But now now they're running around in my my mind. There is fuck yeah. you knuckles guy. But yeah. I, I really think like what's important to note here is that a lot have a lot of people have forgotten that. Ultimately, the decisions of a business, as long as you're not violating a law, they come down to the business owner and the culture that you want to build. So. If I want to fire you for getting a tattoo on your forehead that says eat dick, I can fire you for that, Cheryl. That's because you're you're, what people are forgetting is that your business is a private entity. It is not a public right, right, you know, or or, you know, people have forgotten that we've been so pacified and brainwashed generation. The entire yeah, the the here participation trophy. Yeah. And yeah, that's not how life works. We're building weak people. And that's we're we're dinosaurs. We're dinosaurs at at this point, Julie. You and I. Yeah. Because we're we're like dinosaurs because in this this trophy generation, you know, everybody has to be. and, And you and I are of the same mindset. 
that it's it's still a private business, you know. I'm sure my kids look at me and and think, you know, I've got the little T-Rex arms, you know, just floating around flailing going, "No, nah, you can't do this." But they're they're not well, my oldest is starting to understand that's not how life works. It's it's not even in our DNA that everybody gets a pass. It's not. It's, you know, evolution isn't based on participation trophy. It's survival of the fittest. Right. And, and I don't think evolution has, has gone away yet. That'll be the next thing that they, they ban is evolution. Well, then what do we, what what do we, they've already banned creation. So what's evolution will be gone next. So then how do we get here? Chinese magic. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't know. Eastern Eastern medicine. Chinese magic. I don't know. I just, I, it, you know, at, being a business owner is. It's hard enough. Oh God. <laughs> it's hard it, enough. It really is. It really is. And I, you know, I've had to have a lot of conversations with myself lately. Self, like you have to be a better leader, stronger leader. Right. And I think I have great leadership skills. That's right. I use the word great folks. Corey's not here. Someone had great. to great. It's great. You you are so great, so great, Julie. <laughs> Someone had to do it. Um, I my leadership skills are exceptional, but I still feel on a regular basis right now like I'm failing my team, and I have to find ways to do better because I maybe it's that pressure that comes with knowing that ultimately I'm responsible for making sure that there are people that are getting their paychecks every two weeks. Honestly, I think that that concern that you have, that worry for your your team is what makes you such a great leader. Great. Because you don't, yes, see, I have to, well, Corey's not here. I'm filling in for him. You know, he's, you. he's being great at the re- restaurant. Um, but that's that's what makes you such a skilled leader is you don't put yourself first. You, you put the people that trust you and that you've entrusted to take care of, of your, your dream, your baby, you know, there's, there's, it's, it's a dual trust thing. And I think a lot of, a lot of business owners and employees forget that piece too. There's, there's mutual trust going back and forth there. You're trusting them to keep nurturing your baby, your dream. And they're trusting that you'll give them what they need in their minds to be, be happy and successful for doing so. And, and now I don't even remember what the point was, but I think you're, you're doing a, a fantastic job. Well, thank so you. I'll, I'll just end with that. Because I, I don't know what I was going to say. It, it's a, um, and you know, because you, you have a business. I do. Literally. I do. I have two. Right like now. every day, like you want to quit, right? <laughs> There's somebody. Not anymore. Well, yes. Well, I say this. If there aren't moments every day where you are just like, I fucking quit, then you okay. aren't pushing yourself and you aren't doing big enough or scary. Yeah. Enough. Usually, usually about eight o'clock after Chris and I are watching an episode of The Boys on Amazon Prime. We're caught up now. Um, I usually I go into panic mode and I'm not like, screw it. I'm just going to quit. I forget it. It's too much. There's, there's too much. It's overwhelming. Never I ending. don't, I don't feel like you believe in me. I know he does. I, 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 it's just too much. I quit. 
And then I go to bed and the next morning I'm up and I'm like, okay, what am I doing next? I rise again to do it all over. I right? feel like the Phoenix. I do. And sometimes you get, you push forward like just an inch or two. Sometimes you go backwards. Well, you know, it's, it's what I learned just recently. Sometimes you have to go slow to go fast. And even that, that, that was, that was a life-changing moment. Yeah. I mean, you know, I did that race, that MR340 kayak race. And that was one of the things that came to me, but even there, even there, there were rivalries and I am not the fastest paddler. I am not the youngest paddler. I am not the, you know, hard body in shape, whatever. Um, but that rivalry, that rivalry, it, it could either, it could either stop me in my tracks going, okay, I'll never be as fast as Krista Scoggins and it's a win at all costs, but that, that'll kill you eventually. The only gains you get out of that kind of a thing are mediocre gains. It's, it's when you work together and you, the rivalry, that collaboration, I worked with people that are much better than me and will always be, Yeah, well, but it makes me better. It does. You know what? I'm sorry. I meant to say this much, much earlier and I forgot. Do you know what today is? Um, Thursday. Today is the two year anniversary of the launch of our Corey and my book. <gasps> two years, two years ago today. Congratulations. We launched our, launched our best-selling book. Yeah. If, if you haven't checked out their book, seriously, now what? And the workbook that goes with it. One of the, one of the better investments I've ever made. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. I, I, I saw that today. I was like, holy shit. It's been two years since we released our book. We need to celebrate. Yeah. That feels like a lifetime ago, right? Two years feels like 20 years. I know. It really so when's, does. when's your next book coming? I don't know. I'm, my next book will probably be solo. Uh, Corey doesn't want to write another one. So I want to get that. <laughs> so I want to write one. Um, I'm not sure. When is yours coming out? Because you have a book coming out. I do. The Frog in Your Throat comes out uh, next month. The oh. way it looks. We're we're oh, um, doing the finalization on the book covers right now. But yeah, The so, Frog in Your Throat. Yeah. Once it's written, it's a fun process, right? I Sort of. <laughs> Honestly, I, I just want it out there at this point. I enjoyed the whole process, um, but we I had fantastic. We had fantastic editors. So it was a great. I it, was my it editor. Was a really, really good process for for us. And I would do it again. Um, I don't it was know. Cathartic. What, yeah. I don't know what I'll write about next time, but I think I think I want to write a more personal book next time. Yeah, like, I've got some ideas for you. Yeah. Perfect. Because we're no longer rivals. We yeah. are we're collaborators. Not, we are collaborators. All right, Cheryl, tell our listeners how they can find you. And before you do that, thank you so much for filling in today. This has been a lot of fun. I'm not sure we talked a lot about business, but we sure did entertain, I feel like. It was it was so much fun. And I, I appreciate the invite anytime. Uh, you can find me anywhere on social media. Look for Speaking with Cher, S-H-E-R. It, it's important. Even our high school classmates can't spell my name correctly. Um, you can find me there. You could find me at speakingwithshare.com, share at speakingwithshare.com if you want to get a hold of me via email. Um, can I offer a free gift? You can. Okay. If you go to free gift from share, S-H-E-R, I'll, I'll offer 30 days free just for your listeners to 
pop into the group communication strategy coaching if they want to want to do that. Just just free. Just I might go go, I might go sign up for that. <laughs> come on, come on, <laughs> do fucking it. amazing. All right, we got to go. Thank you so much, and thank you to our listeners for tuning in. Uh, we love you. This was fun. Thank you. 